Welcome to Embers and Wind. Are you feeling a calling to serve? What if answering this calling unleashes from deep within you leadership potential? I'm your podcast host, Keith Weedman. Blended three decades experience with knowledge from multiple disciplines to unleash hidden potential in others. In this weekly podcast, my distinguished guests and I will share what fuels us and how we serve. You will feel a gentle wind on the embers of service that glow within you. You will receive kindling for your capabilities and knowledge to build skills. You can utilize this gentle wind to ignite the kindling. You will be guided to do this for people you lead and serve. You can apply what you learn with people you love. Get ready to feel the gentle wind. Today's guest is an author, graphic artist, and a mindset coach. She helps women and men who are healing from unhealthy relationships to regain their sense of self from the power they unknowingly hold within by becoming their own best friends and heroes. She broke free from unhealthy relationships and took time out in her life to heal and find herself again. She knows how scary and lonely the journey back to authenticity can be. And so she began her You Got This movement in 2019. Her passion and purpose is to raise awareness of the importance of self-awareness, self-love, and self-expression. She's been sharing her message on social media. This is her second podcast. She lives in Southern Finland with her three sons. The title of this episode is The Best is Yet to Come. Please join me in welcoming Sana Ketanen to Embers and Wind. Welcome, Sana. Thank you, uh, Keith. Uh, thank you. Great to be here. <laughs> Tell us what you mean when you say the best is yet to come. I mean, the words are saying that no matter where we find ourselves in life, what situation may occur outside of ourselves that is either challenging or that it's like just good or it's amazing that everything is still in front of us we are constantly evolving and the future is for us to look forward to with hope and an anticipation of like i wonder what's next to come and that's for each one of us but it's a mindset thing that we have to train ourselves to switch like from the negative hopelessness to seeing the good in it and it's there you've written a book by the same title the best is yet to come tell us more about your book yes i am extremely happy that i got the book and the message it's so important and and it's exactly what the world is needing at this moment the book is all about giving this mindset tools it's basically i would say in its most simplistic way it's a guide handbook back to yourself to alignment with your true authentic self it's all about like practical mindset tools that you can apply in your everyday life like no matter where you are and what you're doing to always know like how to set your mind right to 
move towards like back to alignment to who you truly are back to love and your heart and Mm -hmm. it also gives you like new perspectives makes you question it's truly it's about like finding the inner wisdom within you that you might have lost and and connecting with your heart again that's what it's all about thank you and who specifically is your book written for I have written the book, I have dedicated it for women and men, like you mentioned, who are healing from unhealthy relationships or are working on like self-love and uh, are dealing with feelings of fear and loneliness because it can be a very lonely like mm-hmm. journey back to ourselves when we are breaking free from all the conditioning. And we might have mm-hmm. been doing that for how many years? Like. So that's what it truly is about, like to have that support that you're not alone and to ignite that hope and and, uh, excitement that the best is yet to come and and, like get excited about it. Don't be afraid about it. Thank you. And what inspired you to write this book when you wrote it? It's been a long time coming. I knew that I had to get the messages out. The inspiration was through my own journey of finding the answers from here and there and having the world as a teacher and and really being like in the crossroads and being extremely alone, scared with little support system from the environment. So I was just wishing that I wish I, I would get the help that I want to have and the right answers because it's so abundant, which is which is a wonderful thing that we have so much information, but it's extremely overwhelming to know what is good for you and uh, mm-hmm. what is not and learning to choose. So I decided when I was far enough on my journey that, hey, oh my goodness, that this should be made so much simpler and easier. And that was my decision. Then I was like, I have to do something about it, that it's actually really simple things that we can change our minds about to get ourselves like that's like what what life is all about. (laughs) And for you, the journey was quite solitary. And you don't want this journey to be solitary for others, true? Absolutely. Uh, Here's the thing that uh, when we work on ourselves and um, do our personal development, which is the lifelong learning, it's like ongoing Mm -hmm. process. It's always internal and it's always personal. And it is lonely in that way that Mm -hmm. nobody can do it other than we. But it makes all the difference when we have a supportive environment Mm -hmm. that is supporting us in the right way, like giving us space to find the answers, but also igniting that trust and belief that you can do it. Mm -hmm. And you have like everything in front of you and and go and look for the answers that will support you. I must compliment you for your book. It's very well written. And we can't cover everything in your book, but I believe we can cover quite a few things that's in your book. One of the things in your book is about how people deal with fear. What do you recommend for people that are confronting fear? That is a major like chapter that I think it's like one of the most important ones in the book because me, myself, I have always been fear driven. And I had like fears that I knew that uh, Mm -hmm. were like for mine to deal with, but also almost everything was fear driven. 
So the biggest thing that I came to understand that was extremely game, like changing everything around was that what was it all about? That the most important thing is that we take time to understand our own fears, that whatever we are afraid of is in the unknown and we don't do the work towards it to make a understanding for ourselves in that way that we learn more about whatever it is and get a sense of like an understanding like that we should have that peace of mm -hmm. mind as a kind of destination that we need to get that it needs to make sense to us like i have the example in the book that like if a child is scared of a monster under the bed if the parents are just like saying that it's okay there's no monster the fear will stay in the child uh, as long as she or he believes the monster to be under the bed. Mm -hmm. So it might take however long times for the parents to convince that there's no monster under the bed mm -hmm. until the child takes it within and understand that, hey, there really is no monster under the be bed. Now I understand. And the same mm -hmm. thing goes with anything that we have to kind of make a personal like belief within ourselves that how things are, even if they are abstract, that how is it for me? Like, I believe that this is how it is. The also see the good in fear, because fear mm -hmm. is there for a reason. We seem to focus always on the negative things and uh, how the fear is making us feel. And that is like feeding even more fear. And the fear of the unknown is like a major one. But there even we can switch it around to think that what is it about the unknown that is making us afraid? It's not knowing that how can we handle within ourselves something that we don't know, that how is it going to make us feel? We are less prepared. But mm -hmm. then if you think of like switching it around with the COVID situation, for example, I thought about it a lot, that if we had known a year before when COVID hits that it's coming, how mm -hmm. would we have like felt? Would we have felt safe? <laughs> would we have been like at peace of mind that, okay, now we have more time to buy toilet papers and stack on the food and everything. And mm -hmm. how would it have affected? I think it would have been much more fear in people. So yes. it's like seeing the good things and fear is there as a guide really back to us mm -hmm. when we uh, like switch our relationship with it, that it's guiding us back to ourselves, that something from the outside is making us feel fear from the inside, but it's always coming mm. from the outside. You gave one example in your book. I'm going to mention it here. If you're standing in the street and there's a car coming at you and it's moving quickly, you're wise to feel fear in that case and avoid the car. So yes. That was a great example of how fear is intended to protect us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like we need it. It's like a human instinct. So mm -hmm. we should be grateful for it. Also, mm -hmm. when there's something that we feel like energetically that this is not a good move to go mm -hmm. walk that street, that we should trust it and be thankful that it's guiding us to choose like for ourselves according to how we feel. But it should mm -hmm. never, ever, fear should never be holding us back from expressing ourselves or mm -hmm. like being who we are. 
then it's not the good kind of fear. Right. But uh, yeah. People often compare themselves to others. And I know you've been through this too, and you understand that there's no value in comparing yourself to others. Tell us how people stop comparing themselves to others. That one is a very, very tough one. But I would say that, and I use this a lot in the book, and it's so powerful, is to change the perspective, to take you out of the situation. If you're, for example, thinking that, oh, that I am going to do a first Facebook Live and I'm, I'm really scared and everyone else is doing better than me and I should be like this person, is to then to give yourself the support that you would give to a good friend. That uh, mm -hmm. if you're like comparing yourself to others and, and you're like thinking that you have to match someone else's performance, mm -hmm. But how would you want to be like supported by a friend? And how would you support a friend if someone would tell you all the things that you are saying and, yes. and worried about? Then you always get the answers because your reaction would be that just be yourself. Just mm -hmm. be yourself. Yes. I just want to see you. And then you apply mm -hmm. it to yourself. And that is a very powerful mindset trick, but it's easy to compare. Yes. You also talk about get back to love in your book. Explain what you mean by get back to love. My belief system is all about when we are in total alignment with who we are. When I reach my true authenticity and connected with who I was, the feeling was not, it's nothing more but love. When I'm in mm -hmm. total connection with my yeah. truth and I am 100% myself, I feel free. I have nothing but love for myself, for everyone around me. And that is what I mean with get back to love is like get back to yourself. Who you are, the source of who you are is pure love. And I say in the book that I saw it as a spectrum of love that when we are in total alignment with who we are, we are mm -hmm. nothing but love. And then when we deviate from that and the fear from the outside takes over and we get conditioned and... Uh, we choose not according to our heart and according to ourselves. We move towards fear. And the more we drift away from our, the love and, and our true authentic selves, mm -hmm. the more we go to far end of the fear. And that's when we completely are in disconnect with ourselves. That's how I would explain it. <laughs> there are three positive affirmations you talk about in your book that you call foundational. One of them is, I'm proud of you. Another one's I believe in you. And a third one is I love you. Tell us about those three and why you call them foundational. They are the most powerful ones because I believe that it's like universal, that like if there's three sentences you want to hear as a child mm -hmm. from parental figures or anyone who is like there in your upbringing that mm -hmm. are like influential adults, those three sentences are the ones that have such a profound effect in mm -hmm. us building that self-belief, self-love, and just like that respect and pride for ourselves of like being who mm -hmm. we are. And they have to come, and this is really important, that they have to come in a way where it really is felt by a child that this is true for mm -hmm. me. 
And I came about it when I was doing in my own healing quite early on my journey. I had an amazing mm-hmm. therapist and she gave me an um, assignment to write a letter from my future self supporting me. Oh. And it was extremely powerful because she, mm-hmm. the only thing she said that the letter should be encouraging and just mm-hmm. like your future self is writing to you a letter of hope that everything is going to be okay. And otherwise, it's free. you're free writing. And it was extremely difficult to write that letter, even more difficult to read it. And the letter mm-hmm. started with, uh, in Swedish, Dear Sanna, I'm so proud of you. And when I read that <laughs> first sentence, I think I cried for like, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes. And then, you yes. know what? throughout the letter came like i believe in you keep on going and Mm -hmm. then i love you in the end so Mm -hmm. i used the i'm proud of you at work with children and i've noticed that even if i haven't like the the children like even from a young age when you say to them that i'm so proud of you it lifts Mm -hmm. them up in a way it's like amazing. They get like whole body posture, everything changes. Mm-hmm. It's super powerful. We don't say it yes. enough. Thank you for explaining that. You also recommend in your book what people should do if they have negative thoughts. How do you counter negative self-talk? The dialogue with oneself is usually like, you know, we can't escape it. And uh it's extremely powerful, like we need to have good thoughts in our mind, but then it's very hard to how do you switch your self-dialogue to good. And Mm -hmm. it really is about awareness. Everything starts with self-awareness. So Mm -hmm. when you, first of all, just to acknowledge that I am not speaking to myself in a way that I would like to be spoken to, by someone else or mm-hmm. that I would ever speak to someone else is the first step. Mm-hmm. And then to come conscious, make it as a task. I don't care how many like post-it notes you put or you pinch yourself or something. Every yes. time when you say something that is playing down on you, oh, I'm, I was so stupid. How could I not know better anything? Mm-hmm. You stop yourself and write it down or affirm it. Whatever it is that you said, you acknowledge, okay, this is what I said. Mm -hmm. And then you switch it around to a positive. You can always find the opposite and you make it an affirmation for yourself. And it's extremely powerful because not only do you acknowledge your own negative self-talk, you stop yourself there and then you have to, to affirm the opposite. And it's extremely powerful. You, you will end like stop saying Mm -hmm. the negative ones because you're so like conscious about it it's extremely powerful and then when do you give yourself the positive affirmations that reverse those negative thoughts i've done this for years it's one of my morning routines i do my affirmations through a mirror in the bathroom Mm -hmm. it's the second thing i do of my morning i read the affirmations, I have a little box and they are like on post-it mm-hmm. notes. And I read each one I have in the box to myself through the mirror. And the I love you, I'm proud of you, I believe in you, those are also in there. Mm-hmm. And when you talked about that, that how do you uh, switch it around, the uh, negative self-dialogue, uh, those 
you add as affirmations and you add that in there. And mm -hmm. that's extremely powerful because then you reinforce it even more yes. in the morning. Now you talk about forgiving yourself in your book and self-love. Tell us more about that. Self-love in order for us to like reach our true selves and be like completely authentic and, and tap into that love. We have to, we have to be able to let go and, and forgive everyone in our lives and all the circumstances, whatever has been, mm -hmm. but uh, most importantly, ourselves, because we yes. hold on to that. And even if it's from the outside, it, it is us that is carrying it. So it ultimately is about ourselves forgiving. Mm -hmm. And there's so many different ways there to practice it, but to have that self-compassion and to remember that you mm -hmm. have done your best that you have been able to do with the awareness level you have had in the past. Mm -hmm. And just you having that thoughts about that or having a hard time with yourself, like not forgiving, that's already an indication mm -hmm. of you having an extremely good heart and wants to forgive, but you're having a hard time with it. And there even to think of that if it was a friend that is like holding on to that and, and not letting it go to remind yourself that you have to give that support to yourself because you cannot hold on to it and you won't get to alignment with the love either if you can't forgive yourself so that's like extremely important thing to remember now there is something uncommon about gratitude as you talk about it do you recall what's uncommon about the gratitude that you feel uh yes absolutely i am a big gratitude fan. I think that we should practice it every day in some ways. Mm -hmm. And when I began practicing gratitude, doing all their so amazing like journaling and, and doing mind maps about things to be grateful for, mm -hmm. I came to understand that everything was about something outside of myself that I was extremely grateful. That came easy about, mm -hmm. uh, you know, right. my children and everything that mm -hmm. I was, you know, mm -hmm. outside of me, but that I, I had written almost nothing about myself in it. So I was like, this is like interesting. And uh, because I was really working on loving myself and, and on myself mm -hmm. and having to be my best support, I began to practice gratitude. I switched it around and began to think of all the things that I should be grateful for, write it down, was saying in through the mirror too, that thank you. And when I'm running, I'm saying thank you uh, to like every time that I'm thanking like my body that I can run my legs and everything, mm -hmm. being grateful for instincts, for the way you feel, all mm -hmm. your like personality traits. There's like hundreds of them, thousands of them. So just mm -hmm. to practice that, and one extremely powerful um, practice is to lay down on, on a bed or just like stand up uh, mm -hmm. to, and look through a mirror and just scan your whole body, like everything that you're grateful from head to toe, like about everything mm -hmm. that the body is functioning the way it is and, and mm -hmm. everything that you just mentioned, like not that it takes hours, but just that you mm -hmm. like begin to practice gratitude for yourself because it's super powerful. You also talk in your book about how you respond to compliments. Tell us about that. That was 
extremely interesting because it was something that I became aware of. I wasn't even aware of it, that how much I talked down on myself and I had a hard time in receiving compliments. Mm -hmm. And I became aware of it when it was a therapist who said that you are very brave. And I said mm -hmm. that, no, I'm not brave. That did it, did it, did it, And I was like thinking <laughs> down. And then, then he was saying that, oh my God, Sanna, you should like, you should hear yourself. I gave you a compliment and you're completely ripping it off and, and like mm -hmm. taking it away that you really have to like work on that, like saying just thank you. And it was such a profound moment. And I started to think that I had an extremely hard time. It didn't matter if it was about my hair or shoes. I always found a way that, oh, it's nothing. This is like, <laughs> you know, and I uh -huh. started to unconsciously celebrate myself consciously to mm -hmm. make it my mission yes. to say thank you for every single compliment. Even if it was not coming from the heart, I just uh -huh. celebrated myself and said, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and, it, and it worked. It really worked. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I bumped uh, into people who were like you before. And what I typically say to somebody who was like you used to be is I ask you a question. When you deny a compliment from somebody else, how does that make the person you deny the compliment from feel? I love that. That's true. And perspective, when we change the perspective, we always get the answer and it's super yes. powerful. So I love that. Yeah, I'm all about that. That's like extremely good. And also, also like I started to add also as affirmations that if I got the compliment from someone, then I put it as like, you know, I wrote it down uh -huh. and put it as an affirmation too in the box. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Something you talked about in your book was the way your therapist encouraged you to get people to the here and now. Do you recall what that was? Yes, it was a very good uh, trick for me years back. And it's so ingrained mm -hmm. that I don't pinch myself anymore. But I used uh -huh. to do this exercise so much that uh, good that I had any skin left on my arm because I pinched myself <laughs> so much in one point. But this was like back in I think 2017 when I was like really having to reminisce the past and it was like uh -huh. uh, coming up all the time. And yeah. she, she had to listen to me go through the same story many times. And she said that, you know what, every time you get triggered by something from the past, you voice out yourself that that was then, that whatever it is that you are or like triggering you from the past, that that was mm -hmm. then, so it's already over. And then you take yourself back to now, that you already, already overcome it, this mm -hmm. is now. And then you pinch yourself so that you feel yes. that you're here, that it makes mm -hmm. it even more real. And yes. then I added to it. She didn't say this. This was my addition that the best is yet to come. So I had post-it notes and I did that in the beginning. I had one in my like jean pockets or somewhere on my phone, like uh, latched. And it was like there all the time. And I always, I said many times, that was then, this is now. <laughs> and, you know, got myself back to the moment, but it was mm -hmm. extremely powerful. Very good. Tell us about your recent Facebook post. Well, my recent Facebook post 
was about me sharing for the first time publicly about my story of mm -hmm. uh, the whole reason behind my journey back to me, breaking free from an unhealthy relationship, having to suddenly be in an environment where I was extremely alone and felt extremely afraid in a whole new level because what happened to me was that I woke up to the reality or, or understanding that I was facing challenges that I wasn't aware about, that I was being targeted. My privacy was being tampered and it was happening in a way digitally where I was not believed. When I was searching for help, I wasn't believed by anyone. It actually turned against oh. me. That, yeah, but it's something that I overcome and managed to get through everything by mm -hmm. learning to apply this like yes. mindset. And even if the road was lonely, uh, I didn't, I had lost myself years ago to know, mm -hmm. to trust myself, to believe myself in myself and to love myself. So it was really a blessing in disguise because it got me to follow my heart, my intuition, mm -hmm. listen to myself. And I truly believe that this is my, I had to go through it. I would, the book needs to be here. The message needed to be brought to life. And I see it as the mm -hmm. biggest gift ever for me to have reconnected with myself and know that I will overcome anything that is coming by all the wisdom that's inside of me. And I thought that it was the time to share the post because I had been mm -hmm. so afraid of it because of my story. I thought that is it the right thing to share because I was mm -hmm. owning it already for myself. But then mm -hmm. I, I'm in a situation where I thought that maybe it is the right time that in order for me to build trust, I need to share it and be vulnerable here too. So that's what I did. Well, I have a wish and the wish is not for you. The wish is for the people you serve. My wish for the people you serve is that you stay present on social media because you have a gift to share with the world. And I want you to share that gift for the benefit of the people you serve. Oh, thank you. I love that. That's so beautiful. I am going to stay. I'm not going anywhere. And I'm very thankful for social media because of my background. I had a year break, mm -hmm. which was extremely healing and beneficial. Yes but then only to gain all the wisdom that I have now within me and the strength to come back to yes. social media and use it to help others and voice out the most important messages in life, how to connect with yourself because everything yes. begins from you. And you, if you don't get that, you don't perceive anything, right? So I need to give that. Um, that's like the greatest gift I think I can give. Yes. Brothers. Now, Sana, there's somebody listening to this episode and they're connecting with you. How can they stay connected with you? They can stay connected with me through Instagram. For example, my Instagram name is uh, yougotthis.sana. So you can find me there and connect and send me a message. Uh, follow me there. Also through Facebook. My Facebook name is Sanna Sofia Kettunen, uh, but uh, I do have a uh, group 
uh, the best is yet to come, like the name of the book, and you can yes. request to to join there. And I'm just at this moment in the pre-launch phase of the book, so that group is all about getting the insights of and being part mm -hmm. of the pre-launch phase. So I would love to have Very you good. there, and also YouTube. I have a YouTube channel. I just got back to, and that is Sanna Sofia. I think it's Sanna Kettonen or Sanna Sofia Kettonen. I'm okay. not sure anymore. I think I I'll look it up and I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Now, there could be somebody listening who resonates with your message. And this is somebody who resonates, but somebody who still lives with others' opinions affecting them in an adverse way. How could they learn from you? They can learn from me in that way that you can first of all reach out to me and i am like i said on the pre-launch phase of getting the book out in july it's going to be launched and i'm also working on creating a course with the messages and mm -hmm. a free challenge so that is something to look forward uh, forward to if you need uh -huh. more information on and your feel that this is something for you, then just stay tuned and, and listen. I will be posting on so these social media platforms when things are ready. So Very I hope good. To, yeah. <laughs> is it possible somebody could reach out to you by email too? Absolutely. Absolutely. I uh, have an email. It's Gmail and it's you got this and then dot sun at gmail.com. That's the one and okay. to send messages to and I'll, I'll Very get good. back with you. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Thank you for that. And You're do you welcome. have a benevolent call to action you want to invite listeners to accept based upon what they've learned today? Yes. I want whoever is listening to have a question for themselves that they answer and they know the answer. And to make it even more powerful to go in the mirror and uh, to look yourself in the eyes and ask the question, who do you see when you look in the mirror? That is it your best friend that you love more than anything unconditionally that is looking back at you? And uh, if the answer is yes, then you got it. <laughs> you got this. And you know, like, you know, you know the drill. But if the answer is anything like I used to have, I didn't even we would not even have been able to look myself in the eyes years back before my journey began. To know this, that uh, you got this just as much as everyone yes. else. You, you just don't know about it yet. And uh, it's there waiting for you, that connection. And don't be afraid of it. It's the most amazing thing ever when you connect, connect with your true authentic self. And it's not going anywhere. It's always been there. And it's a short thing to connect to. And you cannot go wrong with it. So I would say just that words of encouragement. Yeah. Very <laughs> good. Thank you, Sana. Thank you for being a guest on Embers and Wind. Oh, thank you so much, Keith, for having me. This was lovely. And thank you for joining us this week on Embers and Wind. We look forward to seeing you again. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of Embers and Wind. If you enjoyed today, please come back next week. Please also share this episode with a friend. If you've not already subscribed to Embers and Wind, rated this podcast, and written a review, please do this now. 
If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, you can reach me directly at embersandwind.net. Thank you again for joining us.